What's going on? It's CJ Today Slayer from the Upgrade America Podcast 2.0. Yeah, I think this episode 19. Uh, today is Juneteenth as far as the federal holiday, I believe. Yesterday was the actual Juneteenth holiday. Shout out to all my black Americans. Uh, very symbolic um, holiday for us. And it's good to at least be recognized, but we still got more work to do. But anyway, we hope you guys, upgraders, enjoy this episode. We're a little bit of everywhere. It got a little, got a little wild, got a little saucy. Um, tell us what you think. We want to hear your stories from where you live. So if you're on Spotify, you should be able to click the voice message feature and leave a voice message and tell us what's going on in your country. That's what we're trying to do. Upgrade America. Peace. And a one and a two and a three and a four. Upgrade America. We're back for more. This is just a mic check. I don't know if it got all that, but I do believe we are rolling. Peace world, all our upgraders. Thank you for tuning in again. This is the Upgrade America podcast. Oh, I forgot my sign. Yeah, Upgrade America. I'm Cameron Rod here with CJ, the Day Slayer. Today we're talking about how Bitcoin is driving the innovative use of clean green energy and a whole slew of other fun subjects uh, you know for your listening pleasure but yo cj what's good you on your end man man i'm good days off panama 12 my fellow defenders know what that schedule is like it is fantastic so yeah uh after this gotta do some running around and get back to my academics so the corporate world, they're going to they're going to discover Panama 12. They're going to be like, hmm, why not have 24 by seven operate business operations and, you know, use Panama schedule to manage, you know, to give employees more time up. But yeah, yeah, let's dive into it, man. So Bitcoin is driving clean, green energy. There's a lot of talk about proof of work concept proof of work concept means that you're using energy to uh to solve these equations to mine bitcoin and it takes a lot of computational power a lot of energy to do this and that's why bitcoin had a lot of critics it only makes sense you're using a lot of energy you're going to pay a lot with your electric bill right so to circumvent that Bitcoiners, Bitcoin miners, they got into solar, they got into wind. People are using volcanoes down in El Salvador to mine Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is driving the 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 most creative, innovative uses of energy. We discussed how Exxon is using that flame shooting off. This was just wasted energy that was, let's just call it decades. How long do you think they've been pumping fuel? Let's call it early 1900s, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. So this technology has just been wasted energy. Now they're using it to mine Bitcoin. Not Ethereum, not Cardano, not these proof-of-work concepts. They're using it to mine Bitcoin. And 
to me, I think this is this is phenomenal, and it's only getting started. Solar is the cheapest form of energy right now in America. You can get a solar panel. I had a fun little experiment. I I purchased a solar panel, charged the battery. Seen it took about four hours to charge a little battery. You know that you can run a computer off of any and all these things. We, they talk about the biggest threat to uh, to America is the power grid going out. So everyone should have a little a little battery. You know that lasts you a couple hours, if not a couple of days. But yeah, Bitcoin is driving the use of this solar panel, wind, all that good stuff. I'll, I'll preach for days. But uh, what are your thoughts, man? No, that's interesting. Why not? We we're all about upcycling, um, recycling. We're about that. That's upgrade America. That's man. You know I, I was talking to my partner at work about this and. I'm like, yo, we have everything we need here. If we're just to get out of our corporate greed and focus on the greater good, boom, we would boom. We would boom. America would boom. They would see a second, like, I don't know what you would call it, boom in economy, technology, society, all that. A renaissance. It would be a glorious, glorious new age. And I'm telling our lawmakers, purchase this bitcoin you can handle reparations with that you can wow throat chop inflation with with purchasing this bitcoin and and moreover you can upgrade america on on levels you, you couldn't even imagine but again it's when you hear the critics talking about how bitcoin is is, is it's using up all this energy i do believe there's legislation passed in new york where it's like you can't use your energy to mine Bitcoin. They're now mm-hmm. telling uh, you how you can use your power. And that's, that's pretty alarming. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, it's nothing to take. Well, you, you, I suppose you can't mine Bitcoin entirely off, off of solar yet, yeah. but, but it can be done. It's driving innovation. And these are really exciting times. Um, so we're going to talk about Cam brought this up to my attention, which I didn't know. January 6th video ban on YouTube for disinformation. So please enlighten me and the fellow upgraders listening and watching. Sure. So I'm going to tread uh, softly on this, you know, because there's <laughs> things that I can say and I can't say. I really felt sunned when I got that <laughs> message. Like, like they, they put me in timeout. Like, they're like, oh, we're giving you a warning. But moreover, as you know, I had the privilege to spectate the, the historical event of January 6th. And then subsequently, I published some footage which was opinionated that suggested something. What's, what, what, what's a code word we can use for... Because uh, we can't say... Ele- we, we can't say that. Okay. You're you're very you, you come up with very clever code words. Um, just stick to the event, and I'm trying I to like figure that. out. See, I like that, and it's so yeah, the event. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna refer to it as you know, the event. And newbie, like, what's up on IG? Peace, Love peace. his work. Yeah. But, but long okay. story short, it, it was like they, they took it down because I insinuated the event was fraudulent. 
and they're like, okay. no, you can't say that. Mind you, I posted this, gee golly whiz, six months ago. But you know what? I find the, the coincidence, what's occurring right now in current events. Mm-hmm. There's a January 6th hearing. And now at the same time, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take that footage down. So long story short, we have to be a, a bit more delicate about what we say. We have to emphasize that it's all opinionated and use code. It's all encrypted. We'll send you the code. Yeah. So we got to we got to use euphemisms, be politically correct and uh, linguistically savvy. Damn, I'll be coming up with some shit. Ah! You want it, man. <laughs> um, you know I mean? No hard that, feelings. Yeah, nah, as far as that goes, we, we've dealt with this with the with the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. where they um, how should I put it? They buried that episode. Like it existed, but you see it has like no views, no like it it was wild. And then like I other upgraders, I'm gonna tell the upgraders. What's up, Miss Diana from Canada? Toronto represent North North. Um the other thing that I found interesting was I was going through all the uh, audio podcasts, and mm-hmm. every time we mention the blip, there's a little info tag on it. <laughs> for every episode that we mentioned the blip so meaning the uh, actual context or our actual for our code name are our code names working are we flying no 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 we're good on the blip part i'm talking okay, about cool, we cool. actually when we actually it said it okay got, yeah. it, got it so i was like interesting and i think like I said, I remember looking up how that episode got buried. It was like something else. They they were going through all our stuff at some point. We were talking about this. So we were yeah, going against the narrative. Exactly. And um, I suppose that. What do you expect when you go against the grain? I I, I gotta bring it in again with this whole blockchain thing. And mm-hmm. I told you. We discussed that at nauseum. Endgame, they're gonna ban us because we're too real <laughs> yeah. and we don't we don't play by the rules all the time. Yeah. You know? So it's like we need this blockchain to burn our data, to burn our voices, to burn our freedom of blessed speech onto yeah. the internet perpetuity. Unfortunately, unfortunately, like. Some of these banks, I do believe it's JP Morgan, the one that was associated with slavery, owns a huge portion of Ethereum. So it's really not decentralized if a bank owns the infrastructure that's hosting Ethereum. So this is why I urge that we need this Bitcoin decentralized blockchain to hold it on because podcasters mm-hmm. like, like us, people like Joe Rogan, other people who love freedom of speech, Mm-hmm. Yo, you're not gonna get it on Twitter. Like, even if Elon, even if Elon Musk gets it, maybe if he does it on the blockchain, but it'll still be a point of failure, a single point of failure. It won't be decentralized. They can hack it. They'll they'll attack it. They'll do what they have to do to take that freedom of speech away, uh, unless it's decentralized. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's let's talk about the f- physical. We're gonna we're gonna go a little pleasant right here. Let's do it. I was having a discussion with, with about traveling. This is matter of fact, 
either our first or second episode in Upgrade America, we talked about why Americans don't travel enough. And the people that do travel, it's a small amount that even have a passport. So it got me to thinking, I was having a discussion again at work on why Americans don't necessarily have to travel abroad, right? And you can attest to this, that America has every landscape you would want to see within its borders. I can't argue with that. When you think about Hawaii, Alaska, Death Blessed Valley, and you know Florida is unique in its own. Yeah, you can kind of get it all. I'm trying to think what you can't get in America. Um, jungle. Yeah, probably like rainforest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That's about it that I can think of. To be fair. My experience yeah. of Florida is very rainforesty. It's like clockwork. You you called it. You be like, yo, bro, like, um, come on, let's go inside because it's about to rain in about now. <laughs> and then the clouds <laughs> break. Because to me, that's kind of rainforesty. Maybe not as frequent as the Amazon, but it's a it's a daily yeah. phenomenon. It seems. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, I would say so. But. I just, I was talking to my friend and because I was talking about my travels abroad and I was like, yo, it's dope, da, da, you know, but I said, you know what, to be, to be honest, Americans could just go to a different part of the country and get those experiences just on the geography aspect, not culturally. Yeah, somewhat culturally, because every region is different in America, like their own country in a sense, mm-hmm. but just geography wise man you can get everything here except the rainforest that's it I, I, I agree with that now even like culturally it's like I know Pennsylvania historically was settled by a lot of German people and so I want to say if you looked you could find like a lot of German authentic German restaurants like I go jogging I see German flags you know like there, there's, there's German people here but I'm sure it I mean from my experience you know there's, there's a lot of Italians in New York there's a lot of everybody in New York City yeah but of course we, we have that diversity which is really cool mm-hmm. I just wanted to touch on that because we always you know, as much as we can criticize America, this and that, it's a beautiful country. And I got in an argument with somebody about this. I don't know where it was. Oh, yes, indeed. I'm like, yo, we have a very beautiful country. I Nobody can't say that at all. Like, What's your favorite like, national park? Well, I haven't been to many, to be honest, honestly. Um, or just favorite sites. I would say, weirdly enough, Gettysburg was very cool. Going I, there. I enjoyed Gettysburg. Uh, I did yeah. that when I, when I was a kid, but yeah. I I have not gone post military and looked at it through a tactical lens. Like, wow, man, people had oh. shootouts. Like, yeah, yeah, oh there. yeah, like, man, my you already know my defender thing was tingling. I was like, oh my god, like all this open space, like wow. y'all sit ducks out here. Like, yeah. it's a sniper's dream. Like, so, I was looking at that, like, oh, my God. No, like, like, briefly, on, on the other series, like, and I know we, we discussed those, the sites of America as well, but, like, the, the South was fighting more guerrilla tactics. 
Uh, yes. If I yeah, because they weren't as heavily funded as the union, so yeah, they were fighting more. Like, I, I suppose this is a historical example where George Washington's guerrilla tactics were worked to uh, how do you say to defeat the British, but the South's、mm-hmm. guerrilla tactics. They 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 failed in the event to defeat the standing federal government. But yeah, very epic, a、uh, very epic turning point in in American history. Yeah, that's interesting that you said that because I've never thought about it till you just said that. Like, yeah, that's probably one of the only times where guerrilla tactics didn't work. They work for battles, but not、mm-hmm. for the overall war. Now I do、you、believe、know? perhaps it failed because the South had a very huge army, but. I believe Robert General Robert Robert E Lee.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like mashing up、uh, my backyard with、uh, an excavator right now. Oh, they they're doing a landscaping out here. So if you hear background noise, <laughs> I was gonna say if you see my my screen shake, it's like no, I'm not in the war zone. It's just、uh, it's doing heavy construction. <laughs> But anyways, it's like they did. They had conventional battles, and they even had、uh, ironclad ships. Which is、uh, I found fascinating that in <laughs> the 1800s they had ironclad battleships. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gettysburg is dope, man. My favorite national park though is Crater Lake, Oregon. Like、mm-hmm. by far, you it, I dare say if you have the choice between the Grand Canyon and Crater Lake, see Crater Lake is that dope. There's nothing like yeah. it I've seen around the world. It's a volcano. With a lake in it, there's minerals in there, so it's like、mm-hmm. looks like gold is like speckling and glow, glowing. It's really dope. But America is beautiful. I gotta do that.、Um, I gotta hit those spots. That's something I gotta do.、Um, let's see. All right, what does Juneteenth mean to you, pre and post institution of it being a major holiday? You know. And God bless this podcast and you, bro. You you really led the the historical、uh, approach, season one, two, and, and and beyond. But like, I learned about Juneteenth like on this podcast with you. Okay. So like, I and this was before they made it a holiday. You know,、mm-hmm. before it was just like interesting. They legalized slavery. They're late on it. And then,、um, you know, they find they finally、uh, declared it a holiday. For me, right now, we discussed about the symbolic political moves for Black people,、mm-hmm. and I consider this a symbolic move. Why? Because guess what? White people are barbecuing on on, on Juneteenth too. So it's like. Rightfully so, but it it is not a move that was done to help the black community. It's a symbolic move, like not an inch was taken on on the reparations, and that's what we need to discuss. We laid out a blueprint. Talk with us, and and you know let let's take some steps forward. Bitcoin is is the path to doing that, but um, right now for me it just feels symbolic. I'll take the time off, do this podcast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know it's weird. Shout out to my man's Corey from my last job. He used to say it to me every year, every summer,、mm-hmm. and I'd be like, and one time we talked about it. He's like, you know Juneteenth? I'm like, because it was very regional, so it was very just Texas, really. 
Galveston, if I remember correctly. So yeah. I'm sitting here like, all right. And then he just he put me on game. And then I started researching. That's when we brought it into the podcast. And I'm like, so then I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then for some reason, it picked up steam during the blip. And that's when I kind of remember it picking up steam is during the blip. And then also when they made it a holiday, I was very shocked. That came out of nowhere. And I was shocked. They made it a yeah. half day first. At, at yeah. Like my my job. And then there was like now they made it a full day. Yeah. So I'm hearing that they're giving um I don't know in my company, I think they're just giving us a paid holiday off of this day. Mm-hmm. Where they're giving us uh, PTO, I think, but we're not off for it, but we're getting extra PTO today or something, something like that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, as far as for me, I'm right there with you. It's a symbolic gesture because we already know that. Let's be honest, America don't want to pay that money out, so they will do everything to not have to pay and to deflect and to. Uh, move the conversation. And I get it. <laughs> I, I, I get it. It's a lot of money. A brother in the comment left a, a comment in the Juneteenth video suggesting that the amount was $100 trillion. And I could say, yeah, $8 trillion adjusted for, for interest, $100 trillion plus. But, you know, white supremacy mismanaged that money that was stolen off the backs of our ancestors. So they're broke. 100 trillion it just ain't gonna happen america yeah. has demonstrated that they can poop two trillion for a stimulus package so they can poop another two trillion by the bitcoin and it's not buying all the bitcoin just to give the black people no it's buying all the bitcoin give some for reparations when you purchase the bitcoin it is going to go through the freaking roof man we're talking about them it's trading what let's just say twenty thousand dollars today per coin for mm-hmm. one coin if the federal government buys supply shop buys it all, it's gonna go to at least a million dollars a coin. So then you're talking about you have buku bucks. You're controlling the, the fastest growing asset in the world. You will have buku bucks to deal with reparations and all these other problems. And I know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm it's redundancy. I'm saying it over and over again, but I know y'all listening. Take notes. Yeah. You can do this. Upgrade America. Yeah, you already know 2.0. Ah. Um, wow. So we're going to see. Um, but unfortunately, the how we take holidays in America is we OD on them. We go America on, on holidays. Like Cinco de Mayo is very chill in Puebla, mm-hmm. Mexico, where I've been. And they have a festival for maybe a couple of hours earlier in the day. That's it. It's done. Over here is, ah! you know, it's like totally different it's almost like fourth of july like it's that popular so um, what let's do a root cause analysis okay <laughs> so we we you and i world travelers both been to germany mm-hmm. drinking age is what in germany has it changed since then i don't know like hold on let me look drinks, this, my son drinks this, beer and he's like I guess he was doing that when he was like 10. So like, 
they're they have very different drinking laws there because the culture is different. It's not a you know get slosh type of culture. I, I mean, think it's sixteen, but it looks like it says no drinking age. Oh, uh, hold on. Plus 14, 16, and 18. Now, what about at the dinner table? I think... Because I know it's common for kids to drink beer and wine. Yeah, it looks like... That's kind of how it plays out. Like 14, if a company, beer, wine, and cider. 16, beer, wine. I don't know if this is a legit site. I am just kind of looked up something real quick. Yeah. But all I'm trying to say is I think it's in our culture. We have a culture of, you know, uh, partying, getting poop-faced, and, you know, getting wasted. And yeah. maybe that's how you give people time. Well, what do they say? Like, idle, I think it's Proverbs or something, like, idle hands is the devil's playground. Like, oh, you yeah. give people that's time. So oh, I'm yeah. not working. Oh, there's alcohol. And then, you know, people are going to get into stuff. They're, they're not going to do things constructively. But at the same time, holidays are very important for, Absolutely. you know, self-care and, and recharging. But I hate this reverse segue back to what we were discussing about the Panama schedules. If you adjust the schedule in a manner where, like, okay, employees can work, take some time off to run errands, go back to work, and then, you know, take some time off for, for leisure. And that Panama kind of, it, it allows that. Like, That's oh. an interesting concept. I know uh, America is starting to go to four 10-hour shifts mm. in a week. They had the weekend off. I know they're starting to experiment. Some companies experiment with that. So I've we'll experimented see. I mean, with that. And, um, because let's get keep it real like a lot of people are who are salary are doing overtime anyways they're doing more than eight hours anyways so when we we've implemented that in a summer before we got to take uh you know you put in your 10 hours and then i think it was like every other friday or something i forget but it was cool yeah. so next topic father's day the importance of father's roles in the parent in the household and then how did you feel this father's day um, wow so this father's day was cool it was my first father's day with my daughter and mm-hmm. you know like it takes a lot to raise kids mm-hmm. you know and yes big salute to all the moms out there you know what I mean? but Yo, dads put in work too. And kids are, kids are, how do you say, eating, screaming, pooping reminders <laughs> that you gotta get your stuff together. You gotta get your life together. And um, God bless them. And taking a day to honor fathers, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great day. However, because, you know, we love a doom and gloom train. You mentioned about the whole thing for Mother's Day. Like, uh-huh. uh, that it was possible for, you know, that they, during slavery, that uh, Mother's Day was a day that children were separated from their mothers or something. 
like that. Yeah, mom kind of mentioned it. I didn't do research on that. I'm not sure historically is that true, but it would surprise me. But I it wouldn't surprise me either because it's just like in doing the light research and it's very uh, it it it's a very uncomfortable feeling I get, but I have to do when I do research on slavery and stuff. And it's just digging into it. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't have any you say factual evidence it's all can't give any disinformation I'll take our shit but like I'm just curious to what rituals may have been associated with Father's Day in the past yeah we already know that families were separated we mm-hmm. already know that, um I think kids males were forced to breed with their mothers it's like a whole bunch of stuff so yeah like slavery slavery is very demonic perverse and subversive like all of that it's all the horrors you can think of in humanity took place in in, on enslaved people here in the u.s for sure and and the thing is yeah go ahead I, i i described it you know, metaphorically in this, this short video that we posted yesterday, but I described it like, it's like America is like, it's like this white lady in a in a dress, in a, in a white and blue dress, but it's just covered with blood, just caked in blood, you know, from, from slavery, from this horrible stain of history. And then she's just on the world stage, like, look at Russia. You're, you're, you're invading the Ukraine. Look at look at you. Look at North Korea. Look at China. And meanwhile, you're just stained and caked in, in, in this. And, and you took no steps towards reparation. It's just like... And then here I am on my stage like, look at this rotting hypocrisy. And yeah, yeah. happy Juneteenth. I know, right? Uh, the other thing, I got in a debate with the reparations because I commented on John Stewart. He has a podcast called The Problem With, I think. It's on Apple Plus. It's very good. <laughs> and he talked about <laughs> he's talking about the inequality and all this stuff on one of the episodes. And at the end, the last couple of lines, he whispers, reparation. Right? Because <laughs> he knows everybody's scared to talk about it. So he did that very slick at the end of his program. So I commented like, oh, that's really cool. Da, da, da. I said, yeah, it's time to cut the check. Quit talking about shit. We know what it is. We don't need a fucking uh, council to decide. No. Ancestry, cut the check. It's not hard. We can do this already. We got the tech well, to do it. We're good. Again, it's still about I'm me, your Bitcoin advocate. How would you want to get it, though? Like again, if this so let me let, let me throw this at you because that perhaps the not every citizen may want to get paid in Bitcoin. So it's like True. let's just say the reparations package deal is two trillion. The government has the option to whack that two trillion up over let's just call it forty million African Americans and pay out I don't know sixty seven um. 67,000 mm-hmm. 
dollars is I do believe is is what I, I think that would that would amount to. Mm-hmm. Would you rather take that or mm-hmm. take a chunk of Bitcoin? I can't say an exact amount, but it would be let's just say a Bitcoin that's worth over a million. A piece of Bitcoin that's worth over a million. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking like that, yeah, you're gonna take the Bitcoin. So, I mean, I think, I don't know. The reason why we do need a council is it's, if you do it wrong, you break the system. It's like, boom, we printed a track for, let's just say, $5 trillion, mm-hmm. And we don't buy Bitcoin, we just do cash. And then we, oh, we, we just break the system with all that inflation or something along those lines. But we need a council to do it smartly, to, to come up with a plan, because... There, as I mentioned, there's brothers on the internet who say we, we that a hundred trillion is, is the magic number. There are other people who are made. I'm more reasonable. Again, give us two trillion by the Bitcoin. I'm cool. We we need to have some more discussions on this. This yeah. council needs to have citizens, and you know it, it has to involve black people. Yeah. Um, we should have scholars in economics, finance, obviously, um, banking. The only, I say my only pushback on the Bitcoin is knowing America, right? I just, I'm looking at the sleight of hand they would pull by doing that. I mean, you take a risk either way, but I could see them doing some shady stuff trying to pay this out. Give me an example with that. I don't know. Say they gave us the reparations in Bitcoin, then I could see them doing something, changing the law, doing something like right after they did that. But they can do the same thing, and they are doing the same thing with yeah. conventional bank accounts as we yeah. speak. That's Bitcoin why I said, is like, it's again, like, once you have the Bitcoin yeah. and it's in your personal wallet, they cannot seize it. They cannot take it. You can move it around as you see fit. Like... Yeah. Anything they offer us that's in that's outside of that system, it can be frozen in some sort of sanction. It can be confiscated. This yeah. is not what we. This is not what we want. And I, I think the Bitcoin option is affordable. Mm-hmm. It's when you think about cash being trash, it is mm-hmm. an asset that's going to appreciate. It's like we can afford it now and it's going to grow in the future. It seems yeah. to be the smartest decision to to make. It may even grow overnight off of the purchase. But it's all speculation, but it's worth discussing. If you really want to take a step forward, if you want a reasonably priced Bitcoin, I'm sorry, a reasonably priced reparations package, boom, mm-hmm. throw that out into the council and discuss it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you already know. Uh, as far as Father's Day, my take, I hit my dad up for Father's Day real quick, and um, and then I hit my grandpa. The ground hit my grandpa was a big deal for me because that's what's up. He's been the most consistent male figure in my life, and um, just talking to him on Father's Day was really cool. And to know that he's eighty nine, holding it down, still holding it down, like. What's the secret? Um, you talking about for his longevity? Heck yeah. What's he eating? He's kind of a picky eater, actually. He doesn't really eat 
fast food at all. Matter of fact, I don't. He only. I, this is something I've noticed. So he only. He do you see him in the daytime? Does he have pointy fangs? <laughs> nah, he only eats. He sits down and eats every meal, right? That's one thing I've noticed. He definitely eats breakfast. Um, I think he eats like three meals a day. He doesn't eat a lot of junk food. Or, yeah, that's the thing I noticed. If he does eat, it's like coconut cookies, just something light stuff. He, said he does eat three meals a day? He yes, doesn't? he does. He does eat three meals a day. He doesn't eat a lot of junk food, processed shit. Um, he stays active. He stays doing something. So the kids for longevity stay moving. So I think he taught me this. Like, as long as you're moving, you're living. That kind of what does he do uh, for activity? He just some yard work here and there. He doesn't move as much as he used to, but like just regular, you know, male gender role stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have like a little part time job at a funeral home. He enjoyed that, but he can't do as much as he could back in the day. Um, very social in his church. That's another thing. Um, so something community based, peer based is good to go to. Keeps a purpose going, keeps um, yeah, yeah, camaraderie. And then the other thing, my mom told me that he watches a lot of YouTube. So he's constantly learning stuff, trying to learn stuff, trying to figure out stuff. Tell him to tune into the what, Upgrade America podcast. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it if I let him tune in. I might, I might show a clip or something, see what he does. I don't know how long he watches clips, so I don't know. I'm down, I'm down for for all the support, you know. Yeah. Thanks to the moon <laughs> and beyond. But Father's Day, I had a discussion with my partner again at work, and we're talking about. I'm glad the trend of not congratulating single mothers for Father's Day is pretty much considered a social taboo at this point. Hmm. And I said. And he was like, why? And I had to explain it to him. I said, well, considering the gender wars and the gender blurring of what's acceptable, what's not because of feminism, equality, trying to figure it out, me too, all these modes together, trying to figure out the best way forward. I said, the one thing I can say that's been very nice to see is women, women saying, no, it's Father's Day. It's not for single mothers. Mm. I, I agree with that as yeah. as well, and I I want to say that Father's Day should be extended to like it's not just for sperm donors and you know people who are if you're in a kid's life you know yeah. you're kind of you're an acting father figure yeah so you know. I got I got some love for that, you know. Like I I had this running joke every Father's Day. People wish me Happy Father's Day, like I'm married with three kids. <laughs> so they always shocked when I don't have kids. They be like, "What?" Like, but, "Oh, okay." You know, I'm I'm learning this now, and you know, I, I just reflected on my 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 child. My father died when I was nine, so like Father's Day, eh, it was just not that. But like. You know, kids who have a, a vacuum of, of a father figure, they may attract to the wrong, how do you say, the wrong type of father figures. But any type of dominant male in, in, in their life is, they're going to, kids will, how do you say, want to emulate those traits. 
Yeah. Essentially, you know, just being around kids, you're you're fathering if you are being a positive role model in their lives. Yeah. Um, last thing on this interesting news story: an organization called Dads on Duty at a local high school in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shout out to those brothers. They started an organization where to stop violence, fights, et cetera, mm-hmm. that they would do shifts throughout the day, rotating six-man shifts, I think, and they will just be present in the school. And it goes back to our concept of how we should take care of school shootings. It's honestly, it's interesting because they're doing the um, word judo soft skill version of what we're talking about. And that's the part of the package that we lawmakers, local, federal, y'all need to be paying attention. Um, By them having their presence on campus, like I was listening to the testimonials from kids all different yeah. races, ethnic groups, all that. They're like, it's just a lot more comfortable. It's calm. It's funner. We feel safer. Just with dads, they're not even armed. They're just there. And I'm like, yo, if so, the concept works. So now, if you just add some more security measures, mm-hmm. armed vest, you know, obviously you want security with vest. And they take the hospitality approach to securing their school and the communal approach. That shit can work. And they're starting chapters. I think they started chapters similar to this program in like a few different states. So um, I hope that catches on. And I wanted to tie it into the Father's Day portion because fathers are important. That's that's what we're trying to say. And like that's a shining example of what fathers can do when they're present and they're bringing in masculine energy to a situation or an example of what males who are not fathers you That's, know can yeah. do as well to be a father in the community facts um so next topic arizona wildfires you peeped us i know i was talking to a girl on twitter and stuff was burning up <laughs> so i was like Damn. it's just that season and it's to be expected yeah um yeah for me like california seemed to be getting it bad when i was there before i i I went to there's a place i was hiking and i saw the damage of the you know of these fires i'm not too familiar with how the forestation of of arizona but what's what's happening over there now i'm just bringing it up like man like what can we do for solutions for this like you need um particularly in this season i don't know why we don't have and maybe they do i I just didn't look into it but there must be aircraft on standby with those water propellant exhaust systems particularly when you know because i'm sure they know because when you're driving around they tell you the heat indexes and like yo it's red like it's a bad day for Mm-hmm. when you're camping and stuff in these campgrounds like they, they have they let you know like days you shouldn't be like really lighting fires and stuff because yeah the the risk for forest fires higher or something i don't know but to answer your question i really don't know man i'm sure we, yeah. we have some experts yeah i'm table 
What do you think? I don't know. It's just unfortunate, but I've been keeping tabs. Matter of fact, I'm going to hit the chick up today. She was um, kind of keeping me updated on the uh, wildfires. So that, that's been interesting because I was kind of getting it real time. It's like, oh, snap. She's like, oh, I went to grab my mom and stuff from the house and I had to go here and it's a fire up here. And I'm like, oh, damn. Like, okay. I was like, that's why I prefer hurricanes. We know it's coming. It's nothing but a bunch of rain at the end of the day with some wind. Good to go. I would, I would not. Uh, hurricanes are probably, by arguably, one of the most powerful forces on the planet. <laughs> right uh, now. I uh, would take those versus a tornado, wildfires, or earthquakes. So my experience with tornadoes, like in Texas, they just boom, boom, and they jump around. Man, they're devastating when they're concentrated in a hit, but. T- Hurricanes are like miles long, like bigger than towns. Bigger hurricanes are like cities flying in the in the air that just rip things up. There. I'm good. I, I take that any day over fucking landslides, avalanches. I'll take it over all that stuff. How was how was did Sandy impact you in Florida? Oh man, I'm trying to think now. What, it impacted what me that? in Brooklyn. So I, I would dare say maybe 2012-ish, 13-ish, maybe 14 I think we had a light, actually a light season that year. That was a very unique storm because we were shocked down here like, that damn. Was a super storm, man. That was a super storm on the Northeast Coast. Now, that, that was crazy because that one was a little more unpredictable. Like, we knew... Like, I, I remember watching the weather forecast for it, but it was still unpredictable that it was going to be like that because you got the cold air. Mm-hmm. You got the, all that coldness up there. So that's why I think Sandy is more devastating. Well, I guess maybe tropical hurricanes are more pleasant than... Absolutely. Nah, I would rather be in the desert and... Do a I could I'll do a I'll do an earthquake here and there, in in the desert. In <laughs> Skyrim, you know? I know, man. Natural disasters can't escape them. Um, it is. So we'll learn how to harness that power. Well, not well. Yeah, we'll learn how to harness that or create that. Wink, wink. Look around. <laughs> hey, if, if we can uh, get clean green energy from hurricanes could you blame them for creating fuel just park them in the pacific somewhere like Mm -hmm. you know away from civilization Mm -hmm. Um, it's all trial and error huh it's all trial and error absolutely (laughs) so how do you feel about this i didn't really look up but i just saw the headline i thought it was interesting japan rules same-sex marriage ban how do you feel Um, about it I get it. I, I understand their concern because they're experiencing the population decline. Mm. And, um, you know, doing that is not going to solve your problem. I think if you change the, the subject, I'm sorry, the, not the subject, the culture, and be more, how do you say, embracing to the black culture, We'll solve that depopulation problem. <laughs> and I just, but when you talk about sperm banks, 
Like, they more or less say that if you're African-American, don't bother. Because the demand for our sperm is very low. And so you have people in Japan. I don't know how to... I got love in Tokyo. I got love in Seoul. My ex-wife's Asian. So I, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, I, I dare say, if you had uh, some love for the soul, brother, you have plenty of sperm to, to end your depopulation problem, and you wouldn't have to be so concerned about same-sex marriage. That is interesting. That's something I didn't think about, like exporting our sperm to homogenous countries. Hmm. That would be go, a hustle right there. You want to go half on the LLC, bro? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, you you might have touched on something though. This is what I was thinking as you were saying all that. I think they would have to loosen immigration laws in those countries like that that are dying out and stuff. They would have to loosen immigration laws. That would change all that right there. Hmm. I could see that too, but it's like, yeah, loosen immigration laws more you know more travel but at the same time changing the culture being more accepted like really look into like because they're if you're a white male you can actually just jerk off all day in a cup and just sell your sperm mm-hmm. but for, for for the demand for us is not very low i think so, that would change but you know yeah we nah, I'm, a, I, I'm a put i'm a put a little spin on that the demand for us, maybe not in sperm basin, but in real life is a lot different. Hmm. Now, do elaborate, please. So based on what I've observed, that other cultures in real life with procreating, definitely we're in demand. Hmm. Especially considering low birth weights, uh, rates among more uh, same ethnic groups. So like Japan, for example, if it's just Japanese, mm-hmm. but y'all not reproducing, y'all dying off compared to say, uh, say the younger Japanese women started, di- say immigration was loosened up. So now you got Africans, we got all kind of different people coming to move there, live there, play there. I think that would change. Now, I understand the need to preserve your culture. I know that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but America seems to be doing it just fine. Granted, everybody's going to be basically biracial, triracial, whatever at what twenty fifty something like that. Yes. But look how long. I'm look how inject, long it's taken. Um, you mentioned if more people, more black people, move to Japan, more of a, a presence there. I agree. In my experience, you know, with you, you know, partying and everything, like they're. Young Asian women, they did not, they would date us, but they would, I guess they perceived us as players and we were, we were military. We were here and there around the world, it wasn't long term. But if there is a more of a permanent presence, then perhaps, you know, that would foster more relations. Because we can attest that Asian and African Americans have had great relations, you know, socially, you know, in the past. I think it's, uh, we haven't had a, there are people who stay there long term, you know, contractors and stuff like that, but most brothers are only there for a few, two years and they're keeping it moving. Yeah, I think, like I said, because of birth rates, Mm -hmm. other ethnic groups 
are definitely more open to procreating with black men by far. Well, it's, it's it, I mean, now whether it's the right to reason save your or nationality, not, they, they, yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, um, genetical was a genetic survival, so um. Now, is it for the right reason or not is the question you would have to ask if you're in that situation. That's all I'm going to leave right there. But, again, it's like, (laughs) eventually the world is going to be one country and everyone is going to be, or remember rather, that we are all one race, human, Mm -hmm. when everything, all those silly uh, skin race lines are blurred. Yeah, and I don't um, know, but for as far as how we got here from talking yeah. about same sex marriage, like yo, like let them get their tax breaks. Like, let I don't, I support the movement, whatever, do your thing. I, I don't see any reason why people are gonna do what they're gonna do, regardless if you make it illegal or not. So let them get married. Um, so what about these gas prices? I've been seeing they've been going a little lower. What do you think? Um, well, you already know gas is a commodity. So it's like, just like Bitcoin, that bipolar relationship with with commodities. It's a lot of volatility. So whenever I see the gas price dip, it's... I'm just curious what's going on. I'm, I I have been I've distanced myself from the Ukraine war, so like I don't know. What do you think is the cause of this? I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna just throw out an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. In order to avoid a recession, I think lowering gas prices would be helpful in the U.S. economy to spur consumer spending and travel, et cetera, to then stimulate money circulating, people spending. Okay, so I gotta, I have to inquire. How do, there's not like a magic lever you pull and says, gas go down. Like, how do they do that? I don't know. They probably tap into our reserves. Um, more, a little more than normal, probably, I'm sure. Because it's like, you have to... So, last I checked, oil is, for today, is $108 a barrel. Mm-hmm. So, you got to think how much oil, how many barrels have to be released to make it go down just a dollar. I don't know. But here's something I heard from a, a little birdie, a little intel source, that we're very close to... I don't know, post 4th of July may trigger a recession just because that travel. This mm-hmm. is like last yeah. holiday that this Pretty much. effed up uh, system can handle. And uh, 4th of July is going to put quite some strain on those gas prices, which I would advise behoove you to refuel now if you want while, while fuel is low. And, you know, but the demand for what for food when it's already scarce is going to go up because people got to barbecue and grill things they're not going to eat um it, it, i don't know it could put a, a, some stress on the system but everything is to be determined yeah um, i am the next vehicle i acquire is most certainly going to be electric if i have to build it myself or you know get on a waiting list with tesla then that's that's the way to go because the gas prices are not going back to yesteryear yeah you you got plenty of options now electric seeing as i'm in the auto industry 
There's so many, so many uh, options coming out now. Um, by the time you make your next purchase, depending on when you make it, yeah, you should have no problem finding like a model that suits your needs because almost now, every manufacturing are is, they available though? Um, that's gonna no, vary in the realm of Tesla, even in the realm of conventional cars, like yeah. the availability of, has been quite scarce because of chip shortage. Now, yeah. in the realm of Tesla, I had the privilege of test driving the model, or what, I think we did the X. Did some editing or something, but like we test drove that, and then they're saying we had to wait like a year, and I'm like, nah. It's like I'm gonna start. I'm gonna pay for it. I want it right now. Yeah, you gotta have to go to used market route. And so doing my due diligence on the used route is like, so whereas your conventional engine it dies, that's your point of failure, your expensive point of failure. The point of failure with a with a Tesla a EV is not the motors. You got four of them on each one on each tire. It's the batteries. And then once the batteries hit a certain point, they can only charge like to 50%, which means your battery is your fuel, right? So that means oh, you can only go 150 miles opposed to 300. So there's a lot to look into the EV game, but it's so- for me, what I would recommend, for me personally, having been around all this stuff, you probably want to go the hybrid route. That's the mm-hmm. best balance right now. Until EV is more readily available, until the infrastructure is more built up for plugging in, until they figure out the battery situation, you want to go hybrid, definitely. Maybe I may look into that route just because I'm learning, uh, you know, about the whole EV built the motorcycle my, myself. Perhaps that's something I could convert easily to a full EV, acquiring an older hybrid and then just converting it to an EV. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk briefly about the whole Skyward project. I'm okay, about. yeah. Skyward is the project to end homelessness by 3D printing the largest building in the world from recycled plastic. So I'm building a model right now that's going to be nine feet tall when it's done. These are the first pieces of it. This one right here, I had to cut a big model into little models. And then like Legos, there's going to be a piece that sticks into there. This is a quarter of the next piece. But it took like 40 hours to print this. But at the same time, it just goes to show that it can be done. You can literally print a house. You can literally print a boat in pieces, assemble it, and then the end product, this thing is going to be four miles high. It's going to be lined with solar panels. It's going to be capable of housing every homeless person in America. The biggest indoor farm, volunteer hospital, and luxury real estate. Sky high, mile high luxury real estate in the world. You will love it. But that is the dream, and that's what we're chasing. And that's how I'm going to upgrade America. Hey, Um. next question. When... Will we travel abroad again? Or do you think you're going to go international again? When I beat these charges, get off the bail, <laughs> I say uh, reinstate my passport. But I did hear that uh, America is lifting COVID restrictions for travel. 
in other countries are as well. So when all that checklist is cleared, yeah, I'm probably gonna head to Europe and then um, maybe to Japan and negotiate the sperm donor deal. Yo, that is a untapped market though. Not gonna lie. <laughs> untapped market. I wonder how I that, heard that yeah. like they sell uh, they sell sperm like facials for like 200 bucks a pop and people apply the nutrients to the skin you know like this is something they do in luxury spots but happy endings or something i don't know but like yeah i don't know how we would how we would market this how we would price this how we, we would import it or export it rather but it sounds like a fun little um business model that we could streamline and make our first billion but, yeah <laughs> um yeah i'm probably with you once all the uh restrictions are gone for them i can be patient and wait um i am probably going to start doing some light traveling though to maybe central america Word South america and like mexico maybe um, point, i don't know when but probably those are probably places i would go since i'm in florida i'm like or caribbean too since i'm right there i would like to introduce you to my brother well, he's a army captain, spec spec op guy, but he does a lot of time in Colombia. So perhaps okay. it's good to have a point of contact. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he he has been a very cool guy. I met him through ancestry, so blessed to meet him late meet him late in the game, you know. But yeah, he's he's out there, man. So if you want to do South America, uh it'd be good for y'all to touch base. Yeah, man. I, those are probably ways they're right there. It's not far. And like, I'm curious about those locations. Um, I'm trying to think. All right. Little sports. Golden State won. I think that's like there's six or seven championship actually in their franchise history. Um, it's really cool to see Steph Curry finally get a finals MVP. So he's the most basically most valuable player in the championship uh, series. Um, for his legacy, it's an excellent thing for him. He's now tied with LeBron with championships. Oh, right, really? Uh huh. Um, I am curious to see how long he's going to go now because I heard he's an excellent golf player. So I figure his second act could be golf, something challenging, something that'll keep him athletically engaged. And he wouldn't need the money. I'd just be curious to see if he can be just as successful in another major sport. Um, he has the clearly has the, what what do we call the indirect fire in in the military, but the capability to to project, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. like, that would translate from basketball to to golf. I could see that, and yeah. I think again, maybe it's really not for the money, but golf is more lucrative as well, and I, I dare say more. Uh, less demanding on, on, yeah. on the body and now is he younger than lebron uh yes I see, I think I see. a few years like maybe three or four years maybe lebron is a year younger than us i think okay okay so I think it's like that. he could be taking the the torch next yeah um i'm curious to see how lebron responds next year because Knowing him, he wanted to be like the top before he retires. So mm. now Steph Curry, right, right there with him. So now it's like competition is healthy. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm excited as a as a basketball team. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I'm just saying they'll force someone to be triumphant. Yeah. Um, congrats to the Celtics, even though I don't like nothing Boston except Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> but congrats to them because I like I do like the players, even though I don't care for the Celtics. Just Knicks in me. Like I can't I can't like y'all. My dad ironically likes the Celtics. I, I asked him how the hell did that work? So it's very weird. Um but yeah, that's it on the on sports front. Now just focus on my studies since there's really no sports that I'm really gonna be watching until football season, college football in particular. I'm more a fan of that than NFL. NFL, I don't really get into NFL until like Later in the year. No, I was saying like Super Bowl season. I, I like playoffs. Right, right. Like the couple of weeks leading up into the playoffs, that's when it's very good. Like, because every every win matters now. You know, you can't mm, be playing around. So that competitive spirit. Yeah, and then football is already finite with their season. They only mm-hmm. they get eighteen games. That's it. So. Um, yeah, that's why I like it. And then college, everything, every week is like do or die in college because you get like 12 games. It's not as many games. So it's even more finite in college. So they're going harder too. Yeah, they do. Um, they're worried about injuries and, uh, well, they can get paid now. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. Right? I, I know that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, all right, Drake's new album. Have you even listened to it? I did some sampling. I can honestly say I am not a Drake fan. I agree, <laughs> not either. Oh, um, <laughs> so, but I wanted to give it a shot. <laughs> I wanted to give it a shot. Um, I glossed over the album, just listened to kind of what sound he was going for. It's more like. EDM kind of to me lounge music like something you would hear more like an upscale lounge in the background it's not something you it's not like high energy like it's not like that it's more like like low key kind of like in the background you're talking you can actually have a conversation while the music is going that's what it kind of felt like to me I just always, I mean, I so I, I salute his endeavor, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it it takes a lot to produce music, and the thing is with with artists, particularly, how long has Drake been in the game? Two thousand. When I was in the military, he was coming out. Was it? 2000? Yeah, because I was gonna say because I remember uh, shout out to Sergeant Graham. But he's like, yo, you gotta listen to this guy. You gotta listen to him. And then, like, I was like, yeah, he's all right. But he's like, my watch says that you should quit. My bracelet says f your life. And I'm like, that's cute. But like, why do I want? Why do I want to listen to you? Why do I want your voice <laughs> in in my head? And there's others. He's always crying about females or something like that. And it's just for me personally, I maybe I'm just a rugged manly man, but. I just can't. I can't listen to Drake. <laughs> it's like I, I, I'm wondering who you're bending over for. This I'm like, what? Why don't I listen to this guy cry? Like, <laughs> R&B guys, like I can't. No, that's just. 
could be a, a testament of my age, but as right now at this point in my life, I don't listen to to too much music. I listen to information. When I'm running, I listen to some high tech electronic stuff, but there's no words. It's okay. just I can process my thoughts. Yeah, I can process my thoughts, and like they say, like if you have a test, run before the test because your brain, something running does something to your brain to make it function differently. But yo, that's wild. I did that. I actually worked out my last exam that I passed. Mm-hmm. I did run that morning. I ran, took shower, did my exam, and I think there is something to it. It's something I didn't even think about till you said. I'm like, I think my it was like my brain was like it was like uh, really active. I don't know what it does, and I study it. But again, we talk a lot about psyops. We talk a lot about mind control. You have to remember, music is a medium that reaches millions if not billions of people music is the medium where you can inject words you can inject thoughts and what do they do you ever have that song that's stuck in your head Mm -hmm. it's like that means you're being programmed when a song is stuck in your head and just want to advise you we we talk about all these conspiracies about illuminati and you know when you look at people who who own record labels and things like that and in the elite do you really think they want positive constructive thoughts circulating in your head all day no they don't but i'm just throwing that out there god bless everybody in the industry can't knock your hustle but for those who are on that path to enlightenment be what? Be what? <laughs> For me, I listen to it just to see what the the buzz is about. Um, I'm like you. I don't really care for Drake either, and like that's almost blasphemous to say that when you talk to people, which is interesting. But for me, first of all, he he sounds the same. Like that's annoying. Like he doesn't. I don't know. He just doesn't excite me. I would say his earlier work, at least I like the production more sonically. Production was awesome. I was like, all right. But when I would listen to like his lyrics and stuff like that, you know. And man. that was our thing for me, too. It's just like and, and perhaps off the entire music industry. It's just the same thing. Yes, you said it a little clever. Oh, you said it clever and fast. Oh, you said it clever fast and you sang it. But you're saying the same things. And I don't yeah. think these these trivial things. I have grand thoughts that need to, to vibrate on, on high vibrations, high frequencies. Yeah, I hear you. I hear about this. Maybe I've that's been, a testament of my age. My yeah. age, man, where I'm at. Me? I've been listening to more funk, like 70s. Absolutely. Um like EDM alternative and then interviews you know I'm an interview junkie everybody that knows me intimately knows I'm an interview junkie so I watch that nonstop. I like uh definitely on the podcasting yeah I I had a privilege of listening to Cornell West speak and it was just magical and made me feel less subconscious about you know my rugged beard because he don't clean it up either (laughs) he's a he's a powerful speaker yeah yeah man like Drake, cool dude. I'm curious if he, how he will use his power. Clearly, he has some constraints on what he can produce musically, contracts and what have you. 
But Maybe, yeah. if he were to, I don't know, is he still a Canadian citizen? Or did he move? Is he dual citizen? That's a good question. I think he might be a dual citizen. I would assume he would be, but... Because where me and Drake will meet in the same room and have a wonderful conversation is is he dares to step into the political arena Mm. and use his power another way. But, you know, upgrade America. You know it. What's up, Monique? My cousin Monique or IG. Uh, Shout out to IG. Y'all been popping in here today. Um, Keeping it lit. You know it. Last topic. iPhone 14s. How you feeling about it? Ah, oh, man. You know, and I used to be Team Apple. You and me used to go back and forth. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to abandon the Apple cult. But it's like, I feel I am not inspired to upgrade. There's no innovation. It's, it's really, there's, I'm not moved by anything that Apple's really doing. Do something sexy. Do something do something hot, man. And then here's all you're really getting from the iPhone 14. You're getting a better surveillance machine. You're getting <laughs> more power to use to spy on you. <laughs> you're getting a faster processor to send data. <laughs> back to you know these these marketers and, and clandestine uh, intelligent agencies so it's like buy the spy machine no give it to me you want to spy on me give it to me like I, I don't know what are your thoughts on that man I don't care <laughs> so I need I love and I appreciate new tech but I want it to be useful functionality, purposeful functionality, I would not to speed up the processor so they can take 80% of the power to, to run their little, their little everywhere behind the scenes. It's like, no, it's not worth it. We as, as black people, as free thinking people, as people who want to be free from this matrix, we got to build our own tech. That's all we, we need. Some open source phones, some phones where you can take the blessed battery out. So it's not like, oh, you think it's off? You think it's off? We ain't listening. We still listening to you. Like, <laughs> no, we we need more security because this is where it's gone, bro. It's in that surveillance state. It, it's that's what it is. When you have more databases, when you have faster networks, now it's like, oh. Your whole life is a reality TV show. We can just stream this all day and then cash that away. And if you ever misbehave, we'll go back to that day and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll pull up what you were saying about, you know, your trip in Vegas. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll pull up, uh, you know, all this cash data. So we need something. Uh, we need our own tech. I agree. Yeah, for any uh, you upgraders out there who got that skills, let's build something. I got some specs. Got some ideas. Yeah, for me, I just wanted to see your thoughts on it. <laughs> I'm quite frustrated with Apple. Yeah, I, I just like I said, I was getting frustrated. I like Samsung. They do push the envelope a little bit, but I don't like how they adopting the model of iPhone where all the accessories you got to pay and all this shit like you don't have a battery you can take out like just stuff like that that? yeah they're starting to go that route too because it's like I don't like it for 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 safety reasons 
because the lithium battery is the point of failure. Like, this is what can literally explode. So, yeah. like, yeah, I would like the privilege to, to remove that. But also, it, have, do you have PRP? What's that? Have you, uh, personal reliability program to guard nuclear weapons in the United States. Uh, oh, you said PRP. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa Romeo, Papa. I never got that. <laughs> I was a secret now, all the way through. So when you go to these meetings, like for, for nuclear weapons, it's no exception. You got to take your battery out of your phone. And if you can't take your battery out of your phone, your phone like can't even be in the facility. Facts. Like we're having that meeting. Because this was in 2007. Mm. Like, I want to say 2007, 2008-ish. No, I was in Iraq 2007. So 2008-ish, right before Korea, 2009, yeah, I was doing nuclear ops in Italy. And yeah, I had an iPhone, couldn't take the battery out. Can't have that in the building. You know? Like, yeah. because they knew that is a vulnerability. It's a security threat. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think I could take my battery out, but I don't think so. I have to remember now when I first got it. I don't remember putting the battery in. I remember turning it on, but I don't remember putting the battery in. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, so I'm not feeling that. <laughs> It's like I am really right tempted now. to go through flip phone, to be honest. Going um, back that route. Sometimes I feel like it, but at the same time, the the GUI, the graphic user interface, the, the ability to just communicate and, and I don't know. It, it's I appreciate it. Could I live off with a flip phone and a notepad? Perhaps. Yeah. It would, it would be a rough transition. Yeah. Excuse me. What's our time? Bro, we are over like a mother after it's one right. it's an hour and sixteen minutes. Well we, we got on the holiday special. Uh, holiday <laughs> special. Yeah, you holiday know what it is. We already all we're coming on, on on Monday, you know. Yeah. So it is what it is. Anything else on the rundown though? That's it. That's all I got. Man, yo. Uh I, you know it is upgrade America. I preached all day about, you know, Bitcoin reparations, but end it with you, bro. How you want to upgrade America? I think we need to, I'm going to, I'm going to champion this. Bullet trains or Hyperloop nationwide. Double time. We need manufacturing back in all these Rust Belt areas. Oh, yeah. All these um, urban areas, especially black communities. We need to revitalize manufacturing and stuff like that. Perfect place to give people opportunity. With opportunity, lowers crime, lowers poverty, lowers all this stuff. You know, decent wages for people. Um, yeah, get back I to... Object that we should give people opportunities to build back, or rather build up their communities. Facts. Like, do construction in the... Give someone a construction job in the neighborhood that they live in, they will be more than motivated to get paid to make their place look, to make their neighborhood look better. This is something we should look into and, you know, upgrade America. But I like that. Love that idea, bro. We're going to make it happen. But everybody, thank you for tuning in. And, you know, be flexible with us. We're going to be adjusting our publication times, but we are expanding our network. We have more speakers who are going to be publishing content. 
we want to work with upgraders across America. Give us your stories. Give us your content. We'll push it on our. We'll push it on our network. We'll push it on our channel because we want to. We want to inform the American people and the world what's really going on. Shout yeah. out to Ukraine. Like shout out to you know even Russia. If you get through the VPN, send us some footage on what's really going out there. We'll publish it. Publish. Well. We'll publish it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm tongue tied and I'm about finishing on this wonderful broadcast. Wishing y'all all, uh, you know, peace and love, following your dreams and all that good stuff. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Peace. Yeah. Send it in. <laughs>